0: Hi, my name is Shloma Salsa, founder of Purpose Creates Impact, host of the Teenage Impact podcast, where you will find the inspiration to get over your struggles as a teenage kid. I was bullied, had anxiety, depression, had friends pass away, and battled confidence issues for a majority of my life. Whether you have the same issues as me, feel lonely, face challenges in your home, or in school, I'm going to be interviewing people who overcame these struggles, and provide you with tips on how you can overcome yours. By the end of this episode, I want you to rate and comment on what you think of the podcast. This will allow the podcast to be ranked higher and serve more teenagers. Hi, everyone. This is your host, Shlomo Salson, the host of the Teenage Impact Podcast. And today, I have a very special guest with me, Casey Adams. How are you?
1: I'm doing phenomenal, man. How are you doing?
0: Good, good. Now, for those who don't know Casey, Casey is a 19-year-old entrepreneur. He actually turned 19, but before the entrepreneurial life, he was someone a little bit different. He played football in high school, and um, during when he was 15 years old, he was involved in an injury that injured him, and he was... In a neck brace for about six months. And aside from football, he was also associated with the wrong crowd. He um, was started hanging around with the wrong people that got associated with drugs and alcohol. But now he changed his life. He changed his life around. He's a CEO of Build Your Empire, which is a news and media company, event company. And he's doing these different tours, speaking with people like Grant Cardone. And right now on Instagram, it has over a million and a half followers. He also has his own book called The Rise of the Young and his own podcast called Rise of the Young, where he interviews world-class entrepreneurs like Greg Cardone, Jay Shetty, um, Gary Vaynerchuk. And he's doing so many cool things that I'm sure that Casey would do a better job explaining and right now, I'm going to give it up for Casey. And Casey, just tell us a little bit about your story and your background before you became an entrepreneur.
1: Yeah, man. And I, uh, I really appreciate the, the introduction, man. And it's funny because every time I, um, I hear someone tell just that story in a sense, it really just makes me reflect on where I came from and more so how I got to where I am. And for everyone listening today, one of the most important things that I want to touch on just to start off this podcast is the the importance of a pivoting point because growing up I I've always played I've always played sports and I had a great family support system but it was one of those things in my life that really set the tone for me which was this neck injury at 15 years old that really caused everything to change so I was diagnosed with interspinous ligament damage while playing football at 15 years old but before that I come from a small town in Richmond Virginia and growing up I always felt a part of a team you know i started playing hockey at 10 year uh, at 3 years old played that for 10 years then i started playing lacrosse towards middle school and then eventually started playing football but sports and activity and team building was always something to me that just allowed me to be more than myself it allowed me to contribute to a team it allowed me to feel a part of a team and it was one of those turning points in my life, like I said, when the neck brace injury occurred, that I could not play football again. They told me I could have been paralyzed. And I went through this six-month just negative thought process where I was in a neck brace. I didn't, I wasn't able to really move around. That's where I started really diving into books and personal development and really started following these world-class entrepreneurs online. But at the time, I didn't really know what I was stepping into. I just wanted to feel a part of something, you know, going back to the sports days and me being detached from sports and having to really start living in my head of circling through thoughts. Why me? Why me? And fell into a depression. It was one of those things, like I said, that when I picked up a book, it really changed a lot for me. And I want to give a huge shout out to one of my early mentors, Ty Lopez, because he really opened up my eyes and my mindset to this entire space of self-development and improvement and online business overall. But um, going back to the point, man, it was, it was that pivoting point that I want everyone to really think back on to what occurred in their life to get them to where they are. Because you may be listening right now and you may not be satisfied with where you are, or you may be crushing it, but everyone has that pivoting point. You know, after sitting down with over 120 entrepreneurs, they all have that one moment that not necessarily changed everything, but just changed how they were the next day, which then compounded over time to lead them in a new direction. So for me, it was that neck brace.
0: Gotcha. What was going through your mind as soon as you got injured?
1: So it was funny because I I remember the day so vividly. So it was literally the first day of football practice. Um, It was going into sophomore year of high school and We were all on the field. It was this drill called the B drill. And it's when you literally go head to head with one person and you see who can take each other to the ground. So long story short, me and this guy are going at it and he actually ends up spinning me or whatever. And I smacked my head on the ground. But the thing about it was my helmet was a little bit loose. So like my helmet was like falling off of my head when I hit the ground, because I guess the security check wasn't right or whatever. And long story short, when I hit the ground, it wasn't one of those things where I was like instantly couldn't move. It it was one of those things where, I'll get into it, smacked my head on the ground, and I had a massive, I would say, pain in my neck, but I kind of lay there for a couple minutes. You know, I thought that it would just be one of those things where I'll lay there for a couple minutes, I'll get up, it might be sore, and I'll be good in a couple days. So that rest of the practice day, I stopped, took off my pads, my neck was hurting really bad, couldn't really move my head, but it wasn't that thing where I had to be rushed to the hospital and didn't have to go home immediately. You know, it was just one of those things that really I felt completely different in terms of my mobility, my mobility. I couldn't really turn my head right or left really much, but it was the next morning that really altered the, the whole next six months of my life. The next morning, really in pain, can't move my head at all. I go to the doctor with my mom and me going there as a 15 year old, you know, I think a lot of us listening, we, we never expect the worst, or we, we never expect the bad things to happen. But one of the quotes that I live by is expect the unexpected, right? So I go to the doctor, do an x ray, uh, sit in the room for like 10, 15 minutes. They come in, I'm just, you know, pissed off, can't go to practice, probably can't play in this week's game. And I thought it was going to be something pretty minor in a sense, right? So they come back in, they're like, Do you want to hear the good news or the bad news? I was like, Whatever, the good news, right? They're like, The good news is you're not paralyzed, the bad news is you're diagnosed with interspinous ligament damage, have to be in a neck brace for about six, six months, and you can never play football again due to the immobility of your neck and that you could be paralyzed if you get hit a certain way. And he said it obviously a little bit differently, but to the point, he came in there and that was the moment where I was like, wow, like things have to change. Things are changing. But going back to the point of what you asked, like how, what was going through my head during that injury, it was one of those like 24 hour time periods where I was uncertain about the future. But then when they, when the doctor walked in the room and let me know what it was, you know, I didn't really, it didn't really hit me. You know, I'm like, yeah, I'll be in my neck brace, but no, I'm going to, I'm going to play football again. I'm going to do my thing. But long story short, I couldn't. And that really set me along this path. Like I said, of online social media marketing, becoming a entrepreneur, starting a podcast, but it was that one moment in time that really altered the whole next three years of my life.
0: What were your aspirations before becoming an entrepreneur? Did you want to play uh, professional football? Yeah,
1: it's a great question. I mean, I would say for me growing up, I have two older brothers um, come from a family where I grew up my mom and my dad and I had a great support system, but my parents financially, that was never their thing, right? They, they never strived for more. My dad's been working at um, a company, Philip Morris, for 20 years. My mom's a teacher for the last eight years, grew up babysitting me and my friends. And they, both my parents back to the point, they aren't entrepreneurs. So this, this aspect of business, it always occurred to me. And I remember whenever I get a, like a scantron while going through high school and middle school, they would always say, what do you want to do with it when you grow up? And I would always, for some reason, check this business box. And to the point of an entrepreneur, I think my tendencies growing up, like I was always that kid that, found a way to make money from selling candy bars. Or one of the things that I did in the winter in Virginia was I would go around my entire neighborhood and uh, what's it called? Shovel their driveways. And I always had these little hustles. I was making bracelets and selling them at the street corner and I was doing all this entrepreneurial tendencies, but I never had a plan in terms of what I wanted to do long-term. My next step as a 10th grader was, all right, maybe I can play lacrosse in college and go to, a college in Virginia. You know, I always thought about going to JMU or UVA and all these different schools because that was the plan and the society in which we live in. I expected to go to college. My parents expected me to go to college. So my aspirations were more so just, you know, I want to do something massive, but the school system that I grew up in, there was, there was no classes for how to just build everything you want to do, how to not only become an entrepreneur, but think for yourself. And I think once I started to think for myself and set goals and start having step-by-step plans to actually achieve things, that's when my life changed. And that came from a lot of social media mentors online. But in terms of aspirations, I always knew I wanted to do something independently. I didn't know what it was at 15 years old.
0: Yeah, I I was always the same way. I think I learned the word entrepreneur in middle school sometime, and I didn't know what that word meant. As soon as I learned what the word meant, I'm like, oh, yep. I want to be an entrepreneur.
1: Yep. 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 For sure. But,
0: but we'll go back to the pivoting point when you're becoming an entrepreneur and when you were mentored by different business entrepreneurs. But let's go back to your friends. Who were you hanging out with? Yes. Yeah, so I would say. How did they influence
1: you? No, this is a great question. And I think for this podcast, just in, in regards if there's teenagers listening, growing up. I was never really told this thesis of you are who you surround yourself with, right? I, I believe it's one of those things that maybe your parents try to ingrain in you. They tell you, hey, don't hang out with Jimmy because Jimmy's doing bad things. But you don't really internalize that you are who you associate with, period. Mm-hmm. As well, and it goes back to nowadays, and I'll get into the friend question, but if I associate myself with five top podcasters, the chances of you being a top podcaster are great, if you hang out with five rich people and you hang out and associate with them closely and you ask them questions, you will move in that direction. If you hang out with a bunch of broke people, you will be broke. If you hang out with people that are doing drugs, you will end up eventually do drugs. That's just the the association you live in is so real. But growing up, I always had two older brothers, and I, and I was exposed to more things early. And they talked about certain crazy things or parties or drugs and alcohol and all these different things, right, when you're going into high school, you hear of right? Especially where I come from. And it got to the point where I was ninth, 10th grade, the people I was surrounding myself with, they were going to parties every single weekend. And, And trust me, I like having a great time and having birthday parties and supporting your friends and celebrating, right? But at the time, it's like when people's main focuses are go out, party, do drugs, and just gossip about people, those are the people that I started to see in my life, especially the the friends I was associating myself with, and it was the moment that I heard it on like a Ty Lopez video. Right, he's like, "You are who you associate with," and he learned that from a very successful entrepreneur. I really started to think about it. Like, I needed to alter my network if I wanted to truly change. I needed to alter the people I associate with, but more so the people that I speak with, right? And that and that was a huge inspiration for me to start a podcast, to start having more conversations with people that are crushing it. But in high school, before this injury, it was people that were doing drugs every day, whether that's smoking weed or going out every single weekend. And it's illegal to do so to the point where some people that I knew were carrying around guns, like they were iPhones. Right. And they would, did
0: you ever, did they, you ever would, do, do just, the alcohol and drugs? Yeah. What was did that? We do alcohol and drugs when you were 14.
1: I mean, not at that age. No, I mean, I, I think the topic of what I want to cover is more so, how to pivot, whether you're doing drugs and alcohol right now, or you haven't, but you're around it. The most important question I always ask myself is, is this getting them ahead? Right? Because for me, it was focused on sports. How can I get ahead in my game? How can I get ahead on my team? But for me at that age, it was no, it was how can I move forward in a direction where I want to actually benefit myself?
0: Awesome. Awesome. And did you ever suffer from depression after your injury?
1: I would say yes, and I think we all define our own depression as our own thing. For me, I always, like I said, I had a great support system. I could talk to my mom or my dad, but when I, when I got injured, it was one of those things that I fell into a depression because I was reliving my past, and I believe we all do that, right? Things are great going to high school, playing football on a great team, crushing the workouts, and then you just can't, and now that, is your, that was my current reality. I now can't. And I believe depression is thinking of the past and what you would have done differently. Mm-hmm. And then you you think about, think about it and think about it and think about it and think about it. And therefore, you just get depressed on what you can't change. And that was the depression I was living in. It wasn't fearing the future. It was fearing what I couldn't do today, right? I, I was so depressed in the moment of, I can't go to football practice. You're seeing your friends go play football and post pictures on Instagram. And I, and I wasn't using Instagram as a business platform at that time. It was Utilizing it to stay connected with my friends and, you know, DM girls, whatever it was. But at the time, I was depressed because I was trying to relive what my reality was, not what my reality is. So that, I, I, was, I would say yes, but it was, it was that switch of understanding you can only truly change what you can do today. You can't change your past circumstances. That really set me along this path.
0: Awesome. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of an uh, interview I just did recently, Jack Sernet. He's been in and out of hospital for two years. In the past, I think, year, he's done 11 or 12 surgeries. Wow. For 26 weeks out of the year, he's been in the hospital. And before that, he was powerlifting. He was trying to become a motivational speaker. And he had to put his goals on hold because of a circumstance he can't control, which was chronic kidney disease. And that's something so rare, but luckily he's, Becoming better and healing himself. Let's go back to the, your pivoting point. At uh, what stage did you pivot? Was it during the six-month time frame, or was it after the six-month time frame?
1: Yes, yeah, so I would say one of the things that I I learned early on um, at sixteen was from Ty Lopez. He always says, "Try to set goals in six, twelve, and eighteen-month increments." Right. So for me, I was learning all these new concepts, and I was. I would say a pivoting point isn't something you recognize until you look back, right? There's that famous quote by Steve Jobs where it's like, um, you can always follow the past. You can't see the past forward. You can only see it when you look back. Something along those lines. I don't remember, don't remember.
0: Looking forward, you can only connect them. Yes,
1: yes, exactly. And in that moment, that was a dot, right? Going back to that quote. I didn't realize that that neck injury would eventually lead me to speaking on stages, talking about it and doing podcasts and running a company and moving across the U.S. at 18 years old to to build and run a company in Arizona coming from Virginia. But it was the fact that I took one step forward every single day, right? And I, and I just heard a beautiful speech at this last event I was at last weekend. Um, and it was insane because this guy's speaking. He's just starting out his speaking career. He was a guy that donated 20 grand at Grant Cardone's San Exican last year. And long story short, he sold a company for high eight figures. And he said the thing that got him out of his deepest depression was taking one step every day. But every single day, one step forward, you may not see. You know, people always like to, to focus on the sprint across the football field. How can they get to the end? How, how fast can they go? What's what's the end goal? How will it feel? But like they don't understand that developing your character, developing the one step at a time mentality was how I truly wanted to live my life. That's why one book at a time, right? You can't read 20 books at a time. If you do great. But for me, that's, that's in a lot of successful people, they need to focus, right? So for me, reading one book at a time, right? Doing one podcast at a time, starting to travel one city at a time. You know, I didn't grow up in a household where we ever went on a plane until I could pay for it myself. And at a young age, I wanted to travel. I wanted to meet people. I wanted to start networking. And I I heard of all these like long shot opportunities, you know, but it was that one step at a time mentality that allowed me to move forward from that pivoting point. And after I would say a year was when I really was like, wow, I'm not associating myself with a lot of the old people I was. I've read 25 or 50 new books that I bought on Amazon that I didn't and would never buy last year. I've now connected and started to build my brand online for a couple thousand followers and I'm connecting with a lot of new people. So it was, it was after that one year period of selling wristbands at school and starting going on social media and connecting with people and reading more personal development books that I therefore internalized, I've truly pivoted, right? I wasn't thinking in the past. I was thinking in the future. I wasn't regretting what I didn't do. I was regretting what I'm not doing and I was focusing on that and executing that. So that was one of the biggest things for me.
0: And what was the first book you read that changed everything?
1: I would say definitely How to Win Friends and Influence People. I I think that's one of the the foundational books that I I read it multiple times a year. And it's something where it goes over how to truly not just win friends, influence Mm -hmm. people in a positive way. You know, talking about smiling at someone, saying their name, being genuinely interested in other people. And I got a DM today from someone regarding my podcast I dropped with Ryan Serhant. And they said, Wow, you truly let them talk on the show. And that comes down to my true intent is to listen to others, to be genuinely interested in others. And that book is for sure a foundation for how I've applied those principles on social media. And I really sort of rewrote my own script to connect with people, to be personable, to be genuinely interested in other people. And all those concepts that come from that book, they definitely set the tone for just my approach to building relationships.
0: And what made you write a book and create a podcast, The Rise of the Young?
1: Yeah, so um, I would say um, one of my huge, uh, I would say, mentors and inspirations who who I'm now really close friends with is Caleb Maddox. And he's a young, young guy, 17 years old now. He's made millions of dollars, wrote nine books. And at 15, he was 14. And I saw this young kid on social media and he wrote, I think it was like four books at the time. And he inspired me to write a book because I knew it was a a different piece of content. I knew if I could sit down and write 151 pages on a Google doc that I could really do anything that I set my mind to. So it was one of those things that Caleb inspired me. I saw him do it. I learned from others. And then I just started to blocking out time, writing 300 words a day that led to my book. And I wrote my book from the end of 2016 to the mid 2017 is when I published it in June, 2017, wow. six months. But yeah. Yeah. So it was about a six month period of just like writing hardcore. And then I interviewed some people in it and then late 2017 is when I started my podcast. And that was because yeah. by the end of 2017, I was building a brand. I was doing collaborations just from a like engagement perspective on social media. And I DM'd um, Gary Vaynerchuk after I ordered his first pair of, I
0: saw the interview too. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. With, so I inter- I bought some of Gary V's, K-Swiss or whatever, and they sent me some as well. And I sent him a DM and I was like, hey, Gary, I'd love to um, connect with you and have a meeting or whatever in New York City. And I asked him to be in my podcast. And at the time, I started my podcast for the intent that I had this meeting set up with Gary. I just started it once I heard back. And I was like, oh, let me well, was ask you your
0: first one? interview or you've interviewed a few more?
1: So here's what I did. So... I wanted to talk about something with Gary and it was how can I sit down with quality people to talk about with him? So I interviewed 40 people. I had three, I had about three months before I had this interview with Gary in New York city. It was like February. And I set out to interview like 40 people or 30 to 40 before I met him. So I could talk about how I just interviewed 40 people doing collaborations, sending DMS. And these are all topics that Gary talks about. So for me, I wanted to walk in there and say, hey, this is what I've utilized and this is what I've done based on the principles you've taught me and this is what's happened. And that's what wow. I did.
0: Wow, you're ambitious. <laughs> now now let's, let's transition to the third phase of the interview. How, what tips do you have for people where something has happened in their life, such as an injury or a chronic kidney disease or where they can't move forward on the goal they were pursuing, what tips do you have for them?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I would say just referencing to my story, if, you, if you're in a point in your life where it's like you're, you're, you're going one way and then suddenly you have to stop and turn on the brakes and go a completely different way. That will really true. You truly cause you to change mentally in a good way or a bad way. And I believe if you're in this mentality where you were aiming for one thing and you can't do that anymore or, things happen. For me, it was a neck injury that I couldn't play football. For someone else, you know, it might be a loss in the family. It could be that you got caught up in drugs and now you finally realize you need to make a change. And whatever it is you're doing, this is advice that I would give to you just from after sitting down with hundreds of quality people. And I'm talking about people that are anywhere from running $100 million companies to people that are on MTV and winning Grammys and all this amazing things. There's people that are doing amazing things, but the only thing that I want you to take away today is that everyone has a story and you have to realize what phase of your story are you in? Right? I've sat down with so many people and I talked to them because they've built a brand, they've built a business, they've either sold a company, they're running a massive organization and they're at a point in their life where they're living their dream. They're at a point in their life where they've achieved massive success. But that's not what they want to talk about. They talk about the times where they had their pivoting point. They talk about their times when they were broke. They couldn't afford a bus. They really had to truly survive. And I believe once you're truly in a survival mode or a mode of like, I have to completely change right now because so many people get comfortable. And some of the most successful people that I've sat down with, once they fell into a comfortable mentality, that's when they would get stuck, depressed. They didn't know where to go. They didn't know how to do it. It's when you truly have no other options that can truly cause you to change. I had no option to go back on that field and play football and dedicate eight hours a day after school to practicing and working out and like studying game, play, game, game day and all that sort of stuff. I had time that I had to spend differently and that was pivoted towards reading books and changing and surrounding myself with good people. So if you're listening today, where are you spending your time? And change that if you don't currently love what you're doing or how you're doing it. And always remember that there's two things that will change in your life in the next five years. And my mentor, Ty told me this, he says, the people you meet and the information you read or learn from. So what you learn from and what you learn and who you meet are the two things that if you change those things in towards a more successful minded perspective, your life will absolutely change in a short period of
0: time. I love it. You can't change the circumstance, but you could change, what you do and how you your perspective on the hundred percent absolutely. I went through a similar story as well. And what about the people who hang out with toxic individuals?
1: Yeah, I would say this. Like, I think everyone has wrong. Hang
0: out with those people and just do their own thing, or do they completely get rid of them?
1: I mean, I would say I look at everything black and white, right? If you see someone in your life that you just know they're not good for you to be around, I would say. Cut them off. But there's different, and I say this with intent there's different people in different relationships you may have built with different rapport, right? So if it's a long term family friend or someone you've known for years, you don't have to say, hey, man, peace out, don't talk to me, but slowly distance yourself from them. Gotcha. And once they start to ask questions like, hey, man, why aren't you hanging out with me? Maybe you say, hey, our goals don't align. I, I want to surround myself with people that are pushing me forward. And every time we're together, we're blank. And you tell a reason why. I don't think it's about cutting everyone off, blocking people on social media, not talking to them. You'll get lonely. And as an entrepreneur, you will be lonely. But if you're surrounding yourself with people that are not moving you forward, you need to slowly remove them and completely eliminate them from your mental space. Because if people are not helping it up here and helping you think better, helping you achieve your goals, helping you be more creative and positive, you should probably, and I'm not saying probably, you need to Surround yourself with better people. And maybe that starts on social media. That's how mine did, you know? And then just wake up one day with amazing people next to me. It was sending DMs and starting a podcast and having a reason to sit down with people, going to business events, investing into plane tickets, traveling to LA and New York to go to events, to meet someone at a book signing, to do all these little things that added up over time. And it wasn't like the network and the people I have in my life now came to me. You shouldn't expect it. You have to go searching for people that you want in your life because they always say a lot of my mentors are now my friends. A lot of people that I listen to and listen to their podcasts, I can text now it's because of the relationship equity. I wanted to build with them and it went out to me connecting with them and building rapport and having them get into what I'm doing with a podcast or speak at my event. So understand your goals. I wanted to get as close to people as possible that I met on social media. That's why I do what I do. But for someone else listening, start by just slowly removing yourself and finding environments that are good for you. Right. Whether it's, whether that's a a club, whether that's like for me, a business event or a a social media page or a podcast, just find these pockets that you can dive into. That's truly moving you forward.
0: And that's the first thing you told me too, when we talked on the phone, you said, Hey, I want to build a long lasting relationship. It's not just a temporary thing, but awesome. Any, Any last tips Casey before we kind of, uh, and the podcast interview
1: yeah i I would say this man i think for anyone listening and for someone that's listening to this podcast and your show you need to truly understand like for example yourself you're you're investing into your future you're investing not only to get closer to me but i want to help you so much now not only because we're, we're we're helping each other but you have your mental dialed in so for everyone listening this podcast should be a vehicle or maybe it's someone's first time listening to this and they're like oh, this may be a bunch of BS and how am I going to change? I'm, this isn't for me. That's how I thought at, at 15, 16 years old. I was like, I can't write a book. How am I going to have a, a mastermind? I have no following. I have no influence. I have no relationships. And I always thought at first, like, why me? Like, I, I could never achieve that success. I could never build a brand. I could never like sit down with them, like these amazing people that I have. But as soon as I made that transition to, oh, why not me? You know, why not? Why can't I interview 100 entrepreneurs? Why can't I have an event in LA with someone that I watched on TV for eight years? Why can't I move across the country at 18 years old? And as soon as I started believing in those things first in myself, you know, it's like you have to fill your own glass before you start to fill others, period. So if you're listening today, start thinking why not you? Because every person that is successful Absolutely. believes in themselves. And if you don't have self-confidence and in, in, in the ability to truly believe in everything you're doing, there's no reason to do it at all.
0: Yeah. We have to change our mindset before we can make any action 100%, if happen. Casey, where can my followers find you?
1: Yeah. So um, for everyone watching, the best place to connect with me is on Instagram, just at Casey Adams one And as well as my company page at build your empire and to learn more about me. And like I said, I talked a lot about interviewing people throughout this interview and um, I have a podcast called rise of the young and you can check that out on iTunes. That's where I sit down with anyone from entrepreneurs to athletes, to artists, whatever it is. And it's a, it's a fun place that I really spend a lot of time. So definitely check that out.
0: I love it Casey. Thank you. And for my followers or anyone tuning in for the first time, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review this podcast. Really want a lot of, I really want to inspire and influence a lot of teenagers around the world to do good things and get over their struggles.
1: I love it, man. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Thanks, brother.